You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. be here in the chirp studios with annie jason and josh from weatherman how are you all tonight hello amelia we're great thanks glad. for having us glad to be here oh, well, thanks for joining me um i want to start just kind of by asking how you guys got together in the first place i had a band called singing in the abbey and jason joined as it was an all-female band and he joined as a drummer in that band um and then that that eventually disbanded, and uh, Jason and I started working on stuff together um, under the name Weatherman, but we definitely were looking for um, a third partner to fill some of the space, not all of it in the sound, um, and we heard Josh play um, in a band called Quarter Mile Thunder at a show at the hideout a couple years ago, two years ago maybe? Maybe three. Maybe three, okay. Yeah. And uh, just were totally smitten, smitten with his sounds. He was. It was mutual. <laughs> he was playing an ace tone keyboard, mm-hmm. uh, which was super low end, fuzzy sound. Um, and I remember walking up to him and talking, asking him if he'd be interested in playing with us. And and your response was something along the lines of, "Yeah, you just want to hit like two Dr. Dre notes and call it good. Like that's how you envisioned filling our space." And we were—that was pretty much it. Yeah. And then we. So what did we do? We sent Josh some recordings, and you were living at Pie Holden at the time, mm-hmm. and you demoed what your contributions could be and sent it back, and we were like smitten with it. Yeah. So we, and that was it. And then it was a trio. It was like finding a life partner. (laughs) You know when it's right, you know, like that was a moment listening to what he did. You knew it was right. music that's different every time and that that you kind of come to it and come away with something every time so i think he means active by you're like bringing and taking and it's and it's different it's not just you're not like sitting there receiving it i think too i i love the idea of trying to convey something complex in a very simple way and so i think um when it sounds like it's it's written um that it was easy to write but it's very um, constructed and goes through it. Like it takes me a long time to craft like a simple piano part. Um, and so I, just in doing that, I think what ends up happening is as a listener, you don't hear the same thing every time. And so you end up being pulled by a different sound here or there. 
and I think it becomes active unintentionally because it, it you, you'll hear a different component each time you listen to it because of that. So talking then about that interplay between the listener and the song reminds me of my favorite song of yours, probably um, Wild Geese, which okay. is like referencing then this Mary Oliver poem. And yeah. can you talk about how that came together, like the origin of that track? There's a story, actually. Yeah, yeah. there is a story. So that's a divorce song, actually. Um, and I took the Mary Oliver poem verbatim um, and wrote that exact song to it with her words. And then we went into the studio to record it and um, came out with like a, re- a recording we were proud of and then realized that I needed to get permission from her after we recorded that. So went through that process of um, dealing with her people to do that. And we're, we're told point blank that she does not allow her poems to be put to music at all. There's no exception for it. So thinking, you know, we're thinking we're a little band. It won't be a big deal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I had to, I, that was tricky because I had to really... Um, take those lyrics and what they meant to me and make them my own in a way that like paying attention to the emphasis of each word and how many syllables were in each word. So I got a little scientific about it. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it was like, because she said no, I feel like I came out with something better than what I originally started with. Because of that process, I think it's a more beautiful song. That's sweet. Thank you. Strange eyes, brake lights, it took a much longer road From the back screen door of a home that blew up Six years ago But then the day comes when the rain Canvases over your body And your love, your love So let's talk a little bit about how this new EP has come together for you all. It started as four songs that we recorded. I think mostly songs that Annie and I were working on that we added Josh to. And the four songs that we started with for the EP were songs that we wrote with Josh. And then we added... um, we added swimming the Atlantic. We added two of the f- singles to to to, Fill to out add two record. more songs. Yeah, and two songs that we felt like we wanted people to hear more that we were really proud of: Wild Geese and Swimming the Atlantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah we kind of. I mean, the release of them before was with a really small label and just kind of as singles. I feel like they were like administratively and musically, like in all regards, us like taking steps towards where we were headed. And the EP is our first sort of statement as like, this is this is what we figured out that we're going to do. Mm-hmm. I think also, too, there was a desire to hear those songs on vinyl. So we're, we're oh, releasing sure. a record record. Um, yeah. So obviously with a digital component, but um, hearing those two old songs with the, the crackle and the hum of, of mm-hmm. a record was something that I think we all were really interested in. Mm-hmm. What's your experience like playing live as a band? Overall, our live shows... We've been, it feels like we've been playing these songs for a period of time now, um, consistently. And, um, and because of that, it seems like they have evolved in a way that I don't think we anticipated. I think when, 
you like the cycle of creating something and then releasing it is a lot shorter than how we work. Um, so we create and then we like release a lot later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in between that, we perform as much as possible. Uh, and we record probably too soon because by the time we get to releasing, it has evolved in a different way live that is not on the record. Um, but it's, I, I think we all enjoy it because um, our processes for each of us individually is, is kind of a slower role than a quick output. Um, mm-hmm. So it, I feel like it honors that. Although, like you, Josh is very industrious, um, so I think he could be done quicker than Jason and I, generally speaking. (laughs) Yeah, but I think that's something that I I find so pleasurable about our collaboration is, like, trying to sort through, if I'm making a bunch of noise, like, trying to figure out, like, what's crucial. And and we do, like, kind of talk through that stuff or figuring out, like, what, what stuff can is great for the record, but we can abandon for the live show or like what, yeah, what's critical, that kind of paring down of, of sound and, and like trimming the taking. fat. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like we, I, like, I think we all, um, are in agreement pretty strongly about is just like being very protective of space and sound and not feeling like you have to fill it. Cause I think a lot of the time it, you feel vulnerable if you have too much space, you know, and um, the idea that 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 we kind of play with that and like that is fun for all three of us. It's a good challenge. Yeah, I think the negative space gets a great reputation in design, but silence mm. gets forgotten in music sometimes. Which is way to say that. Yeah, which is something I like about your music cool. um, that it allows silence in. I think it's important. I know that you all are kind of dispersing in space and have left or are leaving Chicago. So can you tell us a little bit about what's next for Weatherman? Yeah, well, you, Josh, you start. Explain, explain your being in New York. Oh, sure. I've been splitting time between New York and Chicago for probably about two years now. Um, And uh, because Annie and Jason are like eminently gracious, um, we've been able to kind of like work around some of my travel stuff so that we keep you know, creating together. Um, and for the foreseeable future, that split will continue to some extent, but with focus on New York. Um, 
Oh, yeah, Annie and I are, are, are France-bound. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Um, it is exciting. It's, it's, it's nerve-wracking. It's nerve-wracking, <laughs> and it's not, um, it's not without complications. Mm-hmm. So we don't, we don't have like a, we don't have like a move date, and we don't. But mm-hmm. we're, we're headed in that direction. It There's just, no sense that the band is ending at all uh, for no. any of us. Yeah. And it's it's very similar to kind of how it functions now. It's just there's going to be more space just between us. more space. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully we won't feel the the distance. You know, it'll just be mm-hmm. um, we're in different environments. And, and I think that that's going to help with creating. It does for me anyways, just, you know, shaking things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe there will be more output because of it. We'll see. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. Thank you all so much for coming in today. It's been great to chat with you. Thanks for having us. Really Thanks for uh, 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 uh. Conducting the wind, the white caps are sent. They're alive, they're alive. You can find this and other interviews at tripradio.org slash podcasts. Trip Radio, hear what's next.